0: The following podcast has been paid for by the wrestling world order.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Wrestling World Order podcast. I'm Mike and I'm Sean. And uh we are in the home stretch of the road to WrestleMania. And uh yeah, so we got a lot uh packed into this episode for you all tonight. Uh we'll finish up our rewatch uh, that we've been doing the last few episodes, except for 46, where we watched the cinematic masterpiece, The Condemned. Um, and uh, so you're going you're gonna to hear our thoughts on a lot of uh, past Mania matches. But first, we wanted to talk about this year's Mania. What better way to kick off our final Road to WrestleMania uh, podcast episode uh, for this year than to discuss the matches that we're going to watch uh, this this coming weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, on night one, we have uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the uh, Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. A rematch from their uh, SummerSlam match.
0: Yeah. And I think this could be good in a, a good way, kind of a redemption sort of storyline, I think. I mean, that's the angle they're kind of going with here.
1: Yeah. From
0: the, uh, whatever it was, the, was it 26 seconds or?
1: It was something pretty pitiful.
0: Something like that. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even the biggest fan of Belair. I mean, she's good, but I I mean, I think she got a raw deal.
0: Yeah. 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 I think after last year and uh, after last year's mania and how great and special that was um, that they kind of just unceremoniously uh, ended that. Um, I I know a lot of people uh, did not care for that. uh, Myself included. I I really didn't think it was the best way to go about that. Um, At least have something of maybe a competitive match uh, with it. And if maybe Becky wasn't completely ready for that, maybe hold off on it i don't know um but um this one i'm looking forward to i think i think this could be quite good
1: right yeah i i I think it can be too it's got a lot of potential uh next up on my list i have rey mysterio and dominic mysterio versus the miz and logan paul Mm
0: -hmm. which
1: i didn't even realize that this was a match on the card oh you didn't no i mean i haven't been watching raw or thing really so uh
0: yeah but it's what it is i mean celebrity involvement nothing new so um i mean it could be entertaining and maybe there's some you know some usually the celebrities end up hitting some you know getting in some sort of spot uh you know where they where they maybe they impress a bit um kind of like bad bunny last year uh so could end up uh, expecting maybe something similar from uh, Logan
1: Paul. Right. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. I, w- I also wonder if we'll get anything between the Mysterios in this match.
0: Oh, you mean like uh, some
1: conflict? Yeah. Haven't they been teasing that for like the last like six months? I They had at a point,
0: but then they seemed to kind of cool that off a bit. Not Uh, really go with it. And I don't know so much. I I didn't necessarily pick up that they were going that direction. But maybe they'll, you know, maybe they
1: revisit it at a point. Yeah. All right. So uh, another match that I'm actually looking forward to. And I say actually because it's, it's kind of shocking. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, accompanied by uh, Madcap Moss. I, I really like this duo of uh, Moss and Corbin. I just think that they're entertaining, and it fits. It, it, it like Corbin's really played well into this character.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about it, whether off pod or on. Like, I I think we agree that. Corbin has uh really leaned into this character and probably over the course of the last year I would say he's been about as enjoyable as he's as he's been. I mean from the point where he was kind of uh poor and uh had lost the crown and all of that it really started to pick up for him at that point and he gained some sympathy from the audience and then he you know he again he hit it big quote unquote and uh You know, I I think he's been doing a a really good job. He's a, he's a entertaining heel um, and he plays into it and he knows the fans dislike him. So he just, he plays off, he plays off of that really well. So I, you know, people can think what they want about where McIntyre is on the card. There's only a couple main event slots, right? So, I mean, he's on the card and he's, this has been a feud that's been ongoing for uh, the last couple of months.
1: I feel like he's kind of like in that um, Seth Rollins uh, kind of um, position where he can slide up and down the card. Like you may not, he may not always be in the main event, but man, you can insert him right into the main event at any point, you know, and Seth Rollins is the same way, you know, he, I mean, he's not exactly, we'll get to Seth here in a little bit, but you're right you're you're right i mean mcintyre isn't necessarily the main event of this card but he's on the card and you know what he'll be there he'll he'll be there down the road again Uh, you know you gotta you gotta give other people chances here to shine and be you know the main event of wrestlemania yeah and i know night two the main event and i i know what you know, if people listen to this, they might be critical of me saying that. But there's all these other matches that are occurring, too. So keep that in yeah. mind. um Yeah.
0: He's on the card. I mean, and uh, again, I mean, he's being featured every, you know, every week. And it, they, they've put some time into this feud. I mean, I... I it, it may not be everybody's favorite uh, match. They might not like Corbin. They might not like what they're doing with McIntyre at this point, but it it's, it's not exactly a feud that's been thrown together. Um, it, it's been going on for the last month or two and it's kind of evolved to this. So it right. it's, a, it's a, it's a decent mid card feud, right? Um and, I mean, that's happened in the past uh, where somebody's in the main event one year and then not the following year. Um, oh, sure.
1: I, I mean, look at uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I mean, from yeah. WrestleMania 30 to uh, 31, you know?
0: Yep. Um, it, 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 Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Edge last year to this year. Um, right. It's funny that like the first example that came into my mind when we uh we we were before we started naming those, uh uh was King Kong Bundy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean that's a good one. I mean it's a
0: I I mean it went from the main event to then the next year in a six man tag against Hillbilly Jim. and then the um you know, Lord Littlebrook and Little Beaver and Little Tokyo and uh
1: you wanted to say midgets
0: i did kind of yeah a
1: little but i know that
0: yeah it's not an acceptable term <sighs> boy but right. yeah well, I, I mean it's it's happened basically right so I, I i don't know if i'd exactly say it like i'm like oh man i'm like primed and ready and stoked for this but i realize again that it's you're going to have so many spots
1: sure sure and i mean it being a two-night wrestlemania i mean a lot of people are getting chances to, to show their stuff you yeah know. uh speaking of which um next up uh you got uh the usos versus um shinsuke nakamura and rick boogs yeah which i'm anticipating a huge entrance uh moment for nakamura and boogs oh probably i would i would think so um which i'm gonna come back to in a little bit when we're doing our rewind because there's something i want to bring up that uh i want to kind of relate it back to boogs uh I, I mean it, it, it it's for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It'll be all right, I think. I mean, the Usos are always pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I like Nakamura. Um Boogs is kind of he's okay. Uh but I mean this um this card is pretty tag team match heavy this first night. Uh the next Next matchup is uh the new day versus and this isn't necessarily the order of the matches. I don't know what the order is. Uh the next matchup on my list that I have is the new day, uh King Woods and Kofi versus uh Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Yeah. Um, which Butch, Butch is the former uh Pete Dunn, Dunn, yeah. Which eh,
0: I don't know. I, <laughs> It kind of is what it is with the name changes. I mean, I, I'm one yeah. that I'm like, I could I could get there and like with uh, Gunther and wh- whoever else Gunther. about these name changes and be all pissed off about them or just like, it, you know what, it is what it is. I mean, what, let's see what they do with them. Um, I mean, right now he's just kind of like Seamus and, uh, you know, in sort of like his little click or group who knows what comes out of that i mean i i don't necessarily see butch as kind of a i don't know what it is with the single name thing
1: yeah i'm what i'm surprised about it, it it doesn't bother me per se i mean hey if it gives pete don a chance to be up on the main roster that's fine sure. and ultimately he'll he'll you know embark on some matches and he'll you know he's a great wrestler and mm-hmm. you know he'll he'll have some good matches with people yeah, um, I look forward to seeing some of those. Um, but the thing is, is with the name change, is he was in their system for so long as Pete Dunn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the issue I have with it, is, is that you've had all of this time where this guy has been Pete Dunn in your WWE product, and then all of a sudden you change his name to to Butch. Yeah. Um, I mean, why not just call him Petey or something like that? You know what I mean? Like just, just yeah, make it I, you know shorten shorten the shorten the uh, the Pete Don to something else. Yeah, um, yeah. Not necessarily just change him to you know Butch. Butch. You know, and I'll, I'll say the same thing about Walter. In that, I mean, he was Walter for all of this time. And you know, I mean he's owning he's owning the Gunther thing from what I've I've watched. I mean, he's definitely I mean he's not different at all in Ring, or you know, his character right, really right. isn't all that different. But it's just like, yep, now I'm Gunther.
0: Now <laughs> it's but, like, yeah, it's just an abrupt change. Yeah. Um
1: and I mean I haven't I haven't minded some of the ones that they've done over the years, you know, like you know, I mean, hell Seamus, his his name was um Longer to start. Or uh Cesaro was another one. You know, there, right. there, there, there's been ones like that over the years that have been. Or uh Big E, you know? What was Sheamus? Uh... I think it was Sheamus O'Shaughnessy or something like that. Oh, okay. He wrestled in WWE, is that? I thought so. Oh. I could be wrong. But, I mean, I knew it. uh I... I, I kind of feel like that's kind of a bit of a throwaway kind of match in some sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, there's sort of this uh, unfortunate, like, built-in uh, feud with it.
1: Oh right, because of the Rich Holland uh, Biggie, uh, yeah, incident where uh, Biggie yeah broke his neck. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think I mean they were kind of they were going there before that happened, but I think be you know with. I mean, they've referenced it on their programming. Of course, they're you know they're not just kind of brushing it under the <laughs> under the rug, uh, but it it adds, I guess, to the feud. Um, right. I I'd be surprised. I mean, I I thought for a minute, like maybe they'd go. Although I could see people getting upset and offended by this, is uh, I thought maybe they were going to go with. Um, a uh i think it what was it greg valentine and wahoo mcdaniel uh thing of like uh maybe like ridge holland wearing like a uh i broke uh biggie's neck like that might be
1: really good for him to come out to mania with that
0: yeah like just like for some added heat because i mean it, it it worked i mean big time with uh valentine and uh mcdaniel and i think that was uh that was a legit injury right um so I I, I don't think it was just storyline at that point and I feel like there's somebody else who um, there's it through, over the years maybe within the last 10 or 15 years there was another one that they kind of used uh, a legit injury and uh used it like on a shirt kind of in the same vein so mm. I Maybe they don't want to do that. I mean, I could see Big E giving his blessing for that.
1: Uh, um, I mean, I don't think it was a necessarily like a legit injury, but uh, Schnitzky had the whole, uh, it wasn't my fault. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was. A, it's the same concept.
0: Uh, I mean, I know it was well, goofy as fuck, but. Lita had I a mean, miscarriage?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing. I yeah, mean, well, in the sense of an injury or whatever and they they put it brought it into the storyline so to say, you know, I mean it wasn't, you know, she wasn't really pregnant I don't think. They wouldn't have yeah. had her in the ring if she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so actually that, that might play a part into the match a little bit. Uh and I I think maybe uh maybe Biggie makes an appearance for their entrance or something like that.
0: Maybe in some way shape or form, sure. Yeah.
1: Does like the, don't you dare be sour. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, So next up, we have Seth Rollins versus To Be Announced, uh, which uh, Vince McMahon is going to announce his opponent Mm -hmm. at that point, like that night. And all the rumors and conjecture, of course, are everybody's favorite whipping boy. Uh, dashing Cody Rhodes, yeah. or Stardust, or who knows what else we might get. We might get yeah. the common man Cody Rhodes. Maybe. Uh, you, you never I know.
0: that regalia.
1: Now, everybody's thinking it's that, but who knows? It could be somebody else. Right. Well, I was going to say, like, how,
0: like, pissed... Are people going to be if it's not Cody?
1: Are they really going to be though? I mean, considering how much I, they were, how much shade they were throwing at that guy, like in his tenure with AEW. I mean, their their memories aren't I, that. Uh, I think so because I mean,
0: is is everybody who's watching this necessarily were they watching AEW? Yeah, of course. There's crossover. Right. You and right. I being too but it's not necessarily everybody. Oh sure, um, who is watching both. Yeah. Uh I think I think regardless of like oh okay like uh people because people don't like to be wrong and they don't they get like their expectations built up about like who they think and this is the sure. rumors and all this and if it if they go opposite you know they they may decide very well to go opposite. They may say well everybody's expecting it to be Cody well you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna do that we're gonna leave Cody for the night after mania or the raw after mania I mean, um, just
1: he's actually really with them i mean there's been so much like just uh, people going oh no he's doing this oh no he's doing that you know it's another name I saw pop up
0: with is that uh, Olympian guy oh well, making it uh, i forget what his name is
1: uh Ruling Gardner no, that was I... one from years ago <laughs> yeah i know i know who you're saying yeah the, the, um, the... i think they featured them like uh over the summer or something like yeah yeah
0: so some people i mean that i've seen that name get thrown out there now if it is cody i mean you could expect a really great match uh right from... yeah I mean the one thing we we've definitely said about Cody even through the last 6 months or so of uh bit, really bad storylines in AEW is that come game time he very often would have like one of the better matches um uh-huh. on the card be it on Dynamite or whatever uh um, very
1: well that match may very well might be like one of the highlights of the night, I feel like of night one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's between that and uh Lynch and Belair, really.
0: Yep, yeah, I would agree. I, I think I think um, that those two probably stand uh be one of the you know the better matches. Um, um
1: next up we have uh Charlotte uh defending um the smackdown uh, women's championship against Ronda Rousey. And uh this is uh Rousey winning the Royal Rumble and uh challenging Charlotte. The story the storyline build's been pretty decent, I feel, like in this. No. It'll be all right. I, I, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see um how good it really is. Uh, I I I like Charlotte, she's decent, but I, I'm not convinced that rousey's a great pro wrestler she's great you know like in the like the submission style and stuff like that uh but i i i i'm curious to see how they do this one and uh how it goes um yeah uh it 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 remains to be seen really i think yeah i mean i i think
0: quite a bit of Charlotte just as far as in-ring, I think, you know, but I, I do agree with you um around Rousey that I'm not quite sure, you know, this is going to be one of her, I mean, what, she was in the Rumble, she was in the tag match, and then this is, I believe, like her first singles match since she's kind of returned. Like, I don't know how well this is going to be with, I mean, maybe Charlotte kind of, you know, controlling quite a bit of it. Um, right. She's the more regularly there seasoned kind of, you know, uh, wrestler in this. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see how this one goes. But, yeah. And um, that.
1: And it then, could, of course,
0: stand to be one of the you know another good one at least. You know, I, I I mean, Rousey has been involved in stuff that has been pretty pretty solid all around, but I think that there's been some matches where she's there's been like a lot of maybe other stuff that has been kind of around it via sure. in tags. Like, I mean, the one that they had against surprisingly. Kurt with her and Kurt angle versus Stephanie and triple H from a few years or so back, that was really entertaining and really good. Who would have thought, but there was, again, there was like a lot of like, you know, I use that term window dressing a lot. Um, there there was a lot of that, uh, in it. So one-on-one who, 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 who knows? Well, I guess we'll see. All
1: right. The other thing that they said that is um, gonna kind of headline night one of uh, the event is the confrontation or what have you between uh, Kevin Owens and um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, as I said, giving other people shots, this is the example right here giving giving Owens like basically the the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, is it a match per se no but it's like the last segment right
0: oh is it supposed to go on last
1: i that's what i heard okay yeah
0: i mean i mean people could feel a couple ways around this i mean it, it's it's a high profile segment you know with steve austin i mean i i could imagine it kind of going down like the way that we've seen other segments i mean you know Owens kind of runs his mouth ultimately it ends in uh you know a stunner and uh a beer bash and that's pretty much how you know how it goes um Mm -hmm. you know I I I didn't know if I was necessarily disappointed or or what uh that it's not exactly a match per se um because it's I mean it's just gonna be him and the, the KO show, right? Like that's what they're gonna be doing. Um so I I I I I don't know. I I I think it could be it could be fine. I think I mean it'll get a big crowd reaction. I mean the fans always love to see Steve Austin. Um so I you know I think this could stand to be entertaining, but yeah, I I guess um you know, I mean, Owens, to me, is one that they could also kind of put back into the main event at any point uh, as well. Um, yeah,
1: I could see that, too.
0: I, it's it's funny, and I don't disagree with this. It's like, okay, you know, um, it, actually, people were sort of making fun of, uh, like, uh, people maybe criticizing, well, like, Owens, like, re-signing and, like, staying for this, and someone brought up the point I was like, Hey, I wholeheartedly agree. It's like, all right, well, if he go, you know, if he weren't to resign and he got signed with AEW, I mean, how long before he like, you know, he works a match or two. And then he's, uh, you know, putting orange Cassidy through a table on YouTube. Like, uh, it, you know, uh, so, I mean, it's either that or something along those lines or he's at WrestleMania and he's in a he's in a confrontation with Steve Austin in front of
1: mm.
0: whatever it is, 50, 60,000 people or whatever they're going to have.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, I,
1: yeah. I, I mean, the situation, <laughs> it, 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 maybe maybe if a W had more television, then maybe he would have considered yeah. it more. You know, that that's the thing is they they don't and i i saw an article this week where um i think it was Aaron anderson said that you know the, these guys that it, it kind of they don't have enough time to feature everybody and guys go up and down the card you know like they'll sometimes be on so, and then they'll be they'll be there for a little bit and then all of a sudden they're gone for like a month you know and it's like like you mentioned, his son, and obviously, you know, he wants to see his son succeed, and like, you know, I get it, but it's like, you just don't, you you don't have enough time for all these all these guys that they have with, no. you know, three hours of actual television time a week, right? Right. And we've said it before. I mean, and we've 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 beaten this topic to death. I feel like the YouTube the YouTube shows don't garner as many viewers as their television shows do. No. By that token, Rampage doesn't garner as many viewers as uh, Dynamite does. Dynamite, no. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a decent show most of the time. Yeah, sometimes there's some matches that you're like, or if, you know, even right. one that we saw, the main event that we saw at Rampage, the, was a uh, bit rough. Was a bit rough. I mean, you had... Uh, I keep wanting to say Kendrick. Orange Cassidy and Jack Evans. Evans. I don't know why I'm uh, equating uh, Kendrick and uh, Jack Evans to one another. (laughs) Maybe they both kind of look high most of the time.
0: Maybe. 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 Yeah. And I get it. There's YouTube views and all right. People are watching on Friday night at 10 o'clock or whatever. And like, Yeah. People don't watch TV the same way. I mean, I don't watch Rampage at first viewing. I I watch it, like, maybe sometimes several days later, sometimes sure, a week sure. later. Yeah. Um, so I get it. People don't watch TV wow. differently. But, you know, it, that, that, you know, I mean, they, they, they tout so much around the ratings and everything and ratings, ratings, ratings. And when they get a decent number, they're the first ones to tout it and say... Oh yeah, we hit over a million. Oh yeah, we hit 1.2. Oh yeah. Duh, 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 duh. You know, and the, and the demo and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but there's radio silence when that number doesn't like uh, hit what they've hit, you know, uh, in those instances. So it, it, it says it to me that, and a lot of people that maybe kind of, de- you know, defend when they get those lo- uh, lower numbers by like saying, well, I, uh, Ratings don't matter as much anymore. Well, you were you were the same people kind of touting those uh uh numbers when they do uh when they do a better number. So yeah, somewhere the ratings do matter. Um, but I mean I know we're getting way off topic in the, the AEW yeah. and the ratings, but you know, it's the same thing. I mean, with you know, like we're saying with, you know, Owens or Zane or Styles for re-signing, it's like looking at the field, there there's not a ton of space, and Tony Khan is announcing
1: another signee tomorrow. So it, it's like, and oh, well, God. honestly, I mean, you look at how many releases WWE's had in the last year. You, you, I mean, even if, even if you resign and they keep you around for another year or two and you're one of those guys. Maybe not Styles cuz I think he's intending on retiring soon. Yeah. But but if if you're one of those guys and you want to keep going, even if you get released a, a couple years from now, a year or two from now even, you know, it you you may be able to move to greener pastures, but in the meantime you're probably going to be featured on television because The roster's pretty thin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at this card and the number of, the number of competitors that are on this card is pretty significant. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, I I mentioned there's a lot of tag matches and I, uh, you know, I'm kind of about that, but, and there's, there's some multi-person matches in the um, night two that we'll talk about here shortly, but. You know what? The people are being featured on the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, there's an argument there for, hey, you know what? I'm going to get a good payout sticking around here for this pay-per-view because I'm going to be featured on it. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Right. Yeah. and But – Let's um let's keep going uh with the WrestleMania uh card for this year and then we got to get into our rewatch uh, topic. Yeah. Uh so night 2 we uh start out we have a fatal four-way tag team match for the women's tag team championship. We have the champions Queen Zelina and Carmella mm-hmm. versus Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Uh I, yes, yeah. it's, great. it's great that they're all getting featured, you know, on uh, uh you know, on the um on the broadcast. I mean clearly it, it's great that women's wrestling is so big right now that you have not only the, the two matches on night one, but then you get all eight of these uh women being featured on night two. It's it's awesome to
0: see. The issue I have with it though is not not that the, all these women are featured, it's just that like the teams like kind of they're just sort of thrown together. Um, Zelina and Carmella have been kind of you know together. Obviously they're the champions, but like. It, And they've been teaming up together for a bit, not just, you know, in the last couple weeks or anything, but for a while. But some Uh of the other teams are just kind of like, okay, now we're a team. And now we're going to be in this fatal four way. So it's like, could it be good? Could it be fun? Sure. It could be, you know, a really good match with the talent that's involved. But then I'm sort of like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't, find that i necessarily care about uh you know them as tag teams um you know but it, if anything again it goes to the thing of okay it gives them you know it's something for them to do they're featured and they've got a match on the card not the best thing but it, you know it's it's they're there basically
1: right uh next up, uh we have Johnny Knoxville facing off against Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. Yeah. Which I mean, you know what, they've been they've been building a storyline between the two these two guys. So, yeah, if it, it, it it's it's good, it's another one of those celebrity matches. I think, you know, maybe Johnny Knoxville will surprise some people and, you know, Sami Zayn is a great wrestler, so I think this will be a uh this will be a, a decent you know yeah
0: a trash could be a fun fun watch and I'm yeah. sure Knoxville will do again we talk about celebrity involvement and like maybe them pulling off some uh you know some crazy stuff or what what have you I could see Knoxville kind of being one that maybe pulls off some uh some crazy stuff and especially in anything goes
1: mm-hmm.
0: it might leave it a little more open for some, uh, you know, crazy spots in it.
1: Yeah. Um, the next one has me really intrigued and I think it might stand to be like maybe a show stealer kind of match. It's, uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think based on like some of the things we've seen with like uh, what when McAfee uh, faced off against Adam Cole um, a couple of years ago, and you know his War Games performance and stuff like that? The guy is a great athlete, and he really is uh, kind of surprising in the ring. Like he he's pretty damn good. Yeah, and
0: on the mic too. I mean, you know i I know people don't like it. You know, some people. I'll leave it at that don't care for his announcing. Um, but I find him, I mean, that he's he's hyped up. He's, you know, he's entertaining in a way. He gets excited about what he's watching. And it, it plays out to his announcing. And I think on some of the, the promos and stuff that I've seen, he's gotten serious. And Austin Theory, I, I, really, I really like. I mean, this is a, a young guy <laughs> who I think has a ton of upside. Uh, to him i think he's you know pretty athletic um he's got a good look he's you know he, i i think they're seeing quite a bit of um potential with him he had a good a good decent run in the rumble so i i could see this being i agree with you this could be uh this could be a potential uh you know top match from both nights and it's funny to see people who maybe like kind of bag on this a little bit, but then they maybe were the same people when like McAfee faced, uh, Adam Cole, they had, you know, they didn't have a problem with it. So it, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to that one. I think it could stand to be pretty good.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Um, I do hope in a sense, I mean, the theory comes out winning on this, uh, just out of, you know, he's more so, he's the full, more full-time wrestler and he's the guy that, you know, he's, you know, let's see, he's uh 24 that, you know, I hope that they kind of like, they get, they give him the victory on this one.
1: All right. Uh, yep. It, it should be something to behold. I, I feel like it'll, it'll, the, those guys will put on a great match. Um, yeah. yeah. Next up, we have a triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship, and that's uh, the, facing off the ch- uh, the champions are uh, RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle. Uh, they're facing the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy. Again, it's another one of those ones where they're they're just kind of I've, I I mean all of these teams are you know teams, yeah. Least, uh, but they're kind of just Okay, everybody gets on the card kind of thing, I feel.
0: Yeah. I'd almost rather see like one team versus like another, not like three. Mm-hmm. I mean what's what's good about it is um you know that I I and you said it basically that um these are three established teams, so unlike the women's one from earlier, mm-hmm. you have teams that have been together for a bit um and they're they're actually they're established um we've talked about it i've liked what rk bro has done i thought i think that they paired up really really well um and i've i've enjoyed i mean uh what um alpha academy have done as well i like i mean the street profits are, are good too but like i think from like going from maybe more of like seemed like a tandem. I think Chad Gable has really come into his own with his character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's great with it. And Otis, I I've enjoyed Otis uh, probably more than a, at any point, honestly. I mean, the last uh, that la- uh, team he was in um, with uh, Tucker.
1: Oh, the heavy machinery.
0: Yeah. I, I like this better. I, I think it just that they they play well together. Um and I like him as kind of a the the heel character. He's less the that like goofy kind of uh Otis that we saw before. So um again, it could be one of those things that is really good, but it's I I think it would have been better served to have as just uh you know RK Bro versus one of these teams.
1: Yeah, I, I think it. I, I think with the the, the Fatal Three Way, it'll be entertaining. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I. I mean, I think this card is just kind of stacked, though. I, I mean, there, there's there's some things on here that are I'm a little bit more intrigued by, uh, sure. namely this. Uh, I mean, not only the Pat McAfee and Austin Theory match, but namely the next one, Edge versus AJ Styles.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, this could stand to be a really good match, and uh, might be one of the best ones of the weekend. I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, both of these guys are just great, and I look forward to watching this one. Uh, I mean, the, the what else can you say? I mean, both of these guys are just so good, so really good. Even even Edge uh, after his return, I I think he's been he's been pretty good. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, he had a great hell of a sell against Seth Rollins. I mean, that feud with Seth Rollins was really good. Um, good stuff against the Miz, against Orton. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I, I okay. I've seen some people bag on Edge, like, oh, his run, uh, his return run hasn't been all that. You know, and I'm like, let's look at the matches, match to match. Edge has been great in 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 this yeah. run here. So. I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm a big fan of both of these guys. Actually, both of these guys were picks on my uh, on my uh, single uh, dra- men's draft uh, that we oh, did, uh, like, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, Edge and AJ were both uh, on that, so I, I'm really excited to see this one.
1: Uh, next up, I'm shocked. I, I I was looking down this card and I'm like, wait, what? Uh, Bobby yeah, Lashley, yeah. Bobby Lashley is facing almost now. The last I I haven't really been paying attention to raw, totally honest with you. The last time I knew, I thought I thought Lashley was out injured and he was going to be out for a while. And then while we were talking about one of the other matches, I looked up and I guess he he returned like the like last week. And I'm like, yeah, I mean wow uh I mean good for him yeah. that, that he's not injured but just yeah. surprised and I, I mean it could be an interesting match that almost guy is just imposing i mean he is just yeah. a huge massive humanity you know
0: I could see this one being i i don't know it could be it could be pretty bad uh just gonna be honest. I mean, that almost could. almost is pretty impressive looking. I mean, he's a big like he's one of those guys that's kind of like a, um, a you know like how they'd have like a just, like like a uh, I'm trying to think of the word here. Kind of. I'm not. I'm not saying that he'd wind up as big of a a player as like Andre but andre was always viewed as kind of like a uh, an attraction that's the uh, that's the word i'm trying to think of like do you have a guy who's like this and people are like man i want to see the, like this huge dude um and, and is he is he something of an attraction tra- type of player in this yeah. um
1: i mean but... you've got to suspend a lot of disbelief When you're going, oh, man, is so-and-so going to be able to beat this guy? You know, like, if you put him in there against, uh, I don't know, uh, if you put him in there against, say, Austin Theory. Yeah. Or a Kevin Owens. Or, you know, are are they legitimately going to have a chance? Would they legitimately have a chance to beat somebody that is, like, that size? Or does it just look too... Uh, just way too beyond your scope of, you know, just suspending some disbelief and going, oh, yeah, they got a chance, you know. I mean, because sometimes you just look at things like this and you're like, yeah, no. I mean, Stroman was another guy like that, that I felt like it was just like eh, that certain, certain guys you could see, oh, yeah, they can compete with him, but he was so big and just – Mm-hmm. massive it it just didn't work sometimes and i think that was maybe part of his undoing really yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: um but yeah this could be this could be a slop fest or it could be okay i would say
0: right and maybe um, I mean they end up like keeping it rather
1: short um I could see that um you know. and then finally to close out night two we have champion versus champion winner takes all we have Brock Lesnar the WWE champion versus Roman Reigns the universal champion with uh accompanied by Paul Heyman uh I've been looking forward to this one uh, yeah and looking forward to seeing what happens with this does um I mean I, I I gotta think Reigns just keeps going you know, I,
0: it's interesting because, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, they played up a bit of it, That like Reigns has never beaten Lesnar at Mania. Um, and I think we've talked about it and I wonder if at this point, I mean, is, you know, Lesnar who, you know, who finally defeats Roman Reigns? And I'm not so sure on that. Um, right. So there is a sense of intrigue, I you know, and and maybe and that's a good thing to have, like that it's kind of, it's up in the air, um, you know, and we've talked a lot about Lesnar in this latest run. Um, obviously, we've uh, said very good things about Roman in this last year and a half plus of this heel run. Um, it's a different dynamic. Um, so, you know, again, kind of referencing though, something that we talked you know, talked about with like, well, other people that are kind of shuffled down the card and whatnot. And here we go again, you know, like Reigns and Lesnar, but this is, I mean, this is a, you know, a big attraction match for them. Um, they have history, they have, uh, you know, they, they've built a really good story here the involvement with Heyman, I, I think it, it makes, it makes sense um, for this. Um, and, and I, th- I think, I mean, it, it, it just has that natural intrigue of like, you know, I can't say for certain who's going to win this. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm looking, I'm I, looking forward to it.
1: I am too. I, I think it'll be a really good match. Or at least it, it it intrigues me. The build, the story, it intrigues me.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've had they've had, I mean, I think Mania 31 was really a really great match. Um, and then I mean the one that they had after that, not I think like 36 or 35, whatever it was, not so great. Um uh but I You know, I think that, they, you know, pretty solid matches and, and the work that I mean, Roman's been doing of late has been really good. I mean, he's, Mm -hmm. he's become really a a great all around uh, performer. So I, I'm again, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm not soured on this. Like, Oh, this is going to be rough. I, I I think it'll be a good, it'll be a good match.
1: Yep. Well, uh, yeah. So. And Lesnar's
0: had some good stuff since he's been back too. Like oh, agreed.
1: It, yeah. Yeah, the promo work and stuff like that, the build to this has just been really so so good. Obviously, I think when we um next week when we we reconvene, we'll be we'll be uh reviewing WrestleMania and all the happenings uh from this year's WrestleMania, maybe some other wrestling topics, but uh that all being said, uh we want to continue on and finish up Our WrestleMania rewatch project that we we decided to embark on this year. And we have a lot of content to get through. So uh, I say we make with it, Sean.
0: Yep, I'm ready to dive in.
1: All right. So we left off uh, with uh, the first one up is WrestleMania 26. And uh, we decided to watch uh, Chris Jericho versus Edge. Yep uh what do you think of this one i thought this was uh i know we talked a little bit
0: off pod but i thought it was pretty good overall it fit well in the story um i i know we agreed on that that they were telling um i spear, like those...
1: spear spear yeah
0: and there was good stuff in this one with like um i believe it edges like achilles tendon yep like that's what he had gone out with on in the injury. So they played into that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the lead up to this match, um, I think Jericho had targeted uh, that. Um, yeah. So there was some, there was some good stuff uh, as far as like the, uh, the lead in, um, you know, Edge having come back at that rumble. Um so it, it was good. It was good all around. I thought as far as that goes, um, you know, I, I did kind of wonder about the finish though, just in mainly in who won uh, and kind of thinking back. I'm like, wow. And that story and that buildup and everything, I sort of questioned like why like Jericho would win. And I thought, well, maybe they didn't want to heal champs coming out of this mania. You Know, uh, it, it just yeah, I, I was just kind of uh, you know, curious around around this, so um, but I thought all in all, I thought like the action was pretty uh, was pretty decent, it was pretty good,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, not too bad. I, I, I did, I mean, my notes were kind of similar about about playing the um, play playing into the Achilles injury was great, mm-hmm. um. There, there's a couple other things i like production wise like how they had the the screen or the video board uh that was above the ring and it would raise and lower for like the entrances and stuff looked really cool it was a very uh like cool aesthetic yeah um and then uh the other thing i thought is is i mean there was some good like really good like counter uh wrestling by these guys
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i oh, thought yeah, that looked really cool. cool and then um the other thing the other thing that we didn't you didn't mention uh, after the match uh Jericho kind of gets his comeuppance uh with the spear uh off the table which looked yep. great it looked brutal but it looked great it was like it was like kind of like a really good uh uh finish uh to the match and the whole the the segment if you will
0: Yeah yeah
1: Um that all being said um I mean it's kind of tough uh when when you're watching these and then like you know because you you can't help but compare them to the other things that you've watched. Uh, So that being said, I went seven and a half out of 10.
0: Yeah. I'm right in and around that. I I went with an eight. I, and I was thinking the same thing. Exactly. I was like, well, you know, I, as much. And I think I said this last episode or last episode, we reviewed all these matches was like, let me try to watch these like individually on my own without comparing but i mm-hmm. like found myself i almost couldn't help but compare um and i was thinking as i was doing ratings i was like well was that as good as fill in the blank and it, it it's tough because i mean we have such like a variety of different types of matches uh sure. that we've looked at so uh but yeah i mean we're, we're again we're, we're starting off kind of right in line with one another
1: uh, next up, uh, we have from WrestleMania 27, we had Randy Orton versus uh, CM Punk. And uh, the new Nexus uh, were banned from ringside uh, for this match. I really like the whole thing where they uh, brought in all of the history uh, behind these guys. Um, like their WWE history, where like when Punk first came into WWE, um he got attacked by orton and got kicked in the head he did like the the legend uh kick right and uh took took punk out and that was kind of cool that was cool that they brought it back to that so i sometimes
0: end up quoting that don't you um what's that like where he kicked punk backstage and um orton says like uh now that's impressive, right? Doesn't
1: he? <sighs> he was trying to get that uh saying over, I feel.
0: Cause you frequently like uh, have said that. <laughs> like in the vein of uh of uh Randy Orton.
1: Oh yeah, that's where I pulled that from. Yeah. They they had some good build in this one. They they used um uh shit, who was it? It was uh I'm trying to remember the match. Like one of them, the, their leg was hurt, and they kind of used that as, uh, as like a a big story in the match. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Punk focused on Orton's uh, hurt knee during this mm-hmm. match, and they used it throughout it, like as like a really good story storytelling part. Um, I liked that aspect. It was it was really good because I mean it happened. Um, it happened prior to the event. So it was good.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, I agree. And I, I made note of that too. And I thought there was a, a, you know, good storytelling element with like Orton, you know, trying to hit him with, you know, the RKO and everything. I thought that, you know, they played into that pretty well, um, throughout this, you know, and how much Orton was struggling with his knee.
1: Yep. Uh, the other good thing I, I liked about this one were the facial expressions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: like that both of them had like really good facial expressions throughout this match. Like it, it was very, they were so expressive and um like just, it worked so well, um, to kind of get things over. Um, yeah, it I thought so,
0: they gelled really well too.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. Uh, this was one of those ones, um, this is one of those ones I feel like where I mean the finish, it was a classic, like Orton. Uh it, it it's almost like he has these WrestleMania moments where he hits the RKO in some impressive fashion. And this was one of those, like the how they how they went into it. And I actually remembered it like watching this match. I went, Oh, I know what happens with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the one against Rollins, I remember even more so. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, we'll get there.
1: We'll get to that one soon. Uh, But, yeah, the match was good. Um, I went a 7 out of 10 on this one. I was a bit higher
0: on it. I went with another 8.
1: Okay. I mean, you're still close. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 28. We have another CM Punk match. Mm-hmm. This one, he faces off against Chris Jericho. And I really like this one. I like this match a whole lot.
0: Yeah, it's, I thought this kind of, was really quite good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this was, um, this was for the WWE Championship. Yeah. And uh, right before uh, Punk came out for the match, Johnny Ace, who had won control, I say Johnny Ace, Johnny Laurinaitis, I yeah. put Johnny Ace because it was just simpler to type out. Yeah, <laughs> on my notes. I didn't say um,
0: Johnny Ace, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, if Punk, he put a stipulation into the match where, uh, well, Johnny Ace had gotten control of both shows um, just before this, and he put a stipulation into the match that if he, um, if he got disqualified, if Punk got disqualified, he would lose the title.
0: Right. Yep.
1: Yeah, so that that was kind of neat that they they played it right into like like yeah. there's there the match that John Laurinaitis was involved in and then it led to this stipulation in this match. Uh the the build up to this match, it was um it was a classic like Jericho kind of uh build in that he really he went to like a like some form of reality where like talking about punk and his family and uh, yeah. problems that, uh, problems with punk's family. Like his dad was an alcoholic and his sister had drug problems and all this stuff. And it was uh, increasing the ire of CM Punk. And it, it you I, know, it, it was one of those kind of like typical Jericho kind of uh, things I feel.
0: Sure. I was going to know out of that buildup, that's something I got, kind of got a kick out of. Like, um... At Jericho in a promo, I think he's on the video screen, and he's like, "Well, that makes you the legal definition of a bastard," and it's yeah, just like, a so- so bastard. That was. <laughs> it like started laughing at it. I mean,
1: it was so weird that I mean that the build to saying that too is kind of strange, like the way he formed it.
0: Yeah, it's something about like you know every now and then you can sort of get like that almost like Canadian kind of accent from Jericho, and it yeah. comes out in the word bastard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. You just like you just gotta like go back and watch it. Um, but it, it it I I mean I thought of it enough that I made uh, I wrote it down on my notes.
1: That's funny. I didn't write that one down, but when you met, you started mentioning. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, you know, again, classic sort of like, you know, he's going trying to get under his skin and it played, again, that played into then the stipulation that was added about the disqualification because Jericho Jericho's leaning into that hard throughout the course of this match.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like the beginning part of this match, he's he's doing everything he can to try and um, draw the ire of Punk to 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 try and get Punk to get disqualified. Yeah. Um. There was a there was a thing uh that I kind of questioned. There was a point where Punk was outside of the ring. And he was getting counted out. And I don't know if it's the announcer or the referee was doing the count and said, if you get counted out, you're going to lose the title or something to that effect. And I'm like, they didn't say anything about count outs. Oh. They just said DQ. I must have missed that. Yeah. And I, it kind of took me out of it for a second. I'm like, "They're okay, this is, that's. Incorrect,
0: but right. According, it didn't to play Lawrence, into yeah. it. It didn't
1: play into the rest of the match or anything. Yeah. like that but it it was kind of like, wait a minute, no, that's not right.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, unless like mean, Johnny Ace like came out during it and uh, you know, I, and he didn't. But if he would have added that, obviously it would have fit. But like, yeah. yeah. I have, I have a further announcement about this match. Well, thanks, Johnny. If Punk gets counted out, he will also lose the title. Need a losenge. Ah, I think I'm good. But I thought, yeah, I thought this was really good. Lots of great submissions, reversals, um, Yeah, just some really great Matt wrestling in this. It's just a fun one. I mean, I, I wrote down it's a, a fun one to go back and watch if you haven't in a while, which I, I haven't. Um this one I probably haven't watched since maybe we watched this mania. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I thought this was you, really, really solid.
1: Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned uh, counter sequences and whatnot, and there was a lot of really good ones. Uh, there was a GTS counter into the walls of Jericho that looked just looked amazing. It was mm-hmm. just perfectly done. Um, yeah. I I really dug this one. Uh, I do have a question for you uh, about this match.
0: Um, Do I think Punk is a bastard?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. So the question I have uh, about this is, okay, and, and you may know where this is going. Both of these guys work really well together. Mm-hmm. would you like to see them face off now in a W against each other? Uh,
0: <laughs> um, I mean, Punk has had some really solid matches since he's been back. I mean, against Darby MJF Jericho's been a bit hit or miss, especially over the last year or, or so. Yeah, um, and I mean,
1: I think the thing about it, though, is, is Punk has also said, like, he came in there to work with a lot of the young guys.
0: Younger guys. So, if they're holding to that, um, I, I'm right from that perspective. I don't know if he, they necessarily would. But it taking that out of it, out of the equation, would I want to just kind of base solely on, like wanting to see them i i'm not so sure because i don't know if they could kind of get to something that was as good as this um at, at this at the stage of things just to be completely honest uh right i uh, i mean jericho's gotten himself back into some you know good shape um i mean his match against kingston was really good uh so yeah I mean it's it's possible that they could uh they could put together like another really good match and both are, I mean both are veterans enough that they may know like some limitations at this point that they could easily work around that. Um and I still think maybe put on a good match. So
1: and back and forth on it. Uh that all being said, I mean this this match I would go uh Nine
0: out of ten. I'm right near. Yeah, I went eight and a half. Uh okay. So I can easily go higher though. I mean, some of these I know we've said that, like could be variable.
1: Can you take me higher? All right. So next up after this one, we have um man, another CM Punk match, three in a row. We yeah. have CM Punk facing the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And uh this this one we were at this event. Uh this was WrestleMania 29 uh from uh the MetLife Stadium in uh, New York. Yep. And uh man, it was a it was a good match.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was really really great. Um, yeah. And it's sort of in that string of really solid uh undertaker matches i think Mm -hmm. i mean you could say some may say 23 but i would go back like to maybe like 21 um where i mean he had just every year um you know starting i think with orton at that one where i mean i i know we've both talked about we're a fan of that like the casket match against uh mark henry we thought that was probably better than what you know expectations But then especially, I mean, just that building up with Batista, Edge, the two with Michaels, the two with uh, Triple H. I mean, and, you know, kind of coming into this one, um, I thought that this was, you know, really, I mean, capped off like that string of matches. And I kind of say that because this was, for me, probably the last one that I think like was you know, one of those really great, uh, Undertaker WrestleMania matches. I mean, 30 was memorable for an entirely different reason. I, I, you know, I think this one really stood out as like, man, this is, you know, even looking back, I mean, this is really one of like his, uh, you know, really solid WrestleMania performances. And I, I loved, I mean, the just the punk in this match I thought was really good. I mean, so it's such a great heel in this. He, yeah,
1: I mean, even in the in the build to the match with the, um, when he comes out, like during like a tribute to Paul Bearer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, go ahead. I was just, I was going to say some more stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought, like even at points in the match, he was uh, uh, he was kind of um, like kind of escaping from Undertaker. Like you want, you know, I was you know watching this even from just fan perspective. It's like man, you know, just want to see him Undertaker get his hands on him, right? And there was mm-hmm. something about pretty di- di- uh, divided crowd noise there, too. It was like a lot of people chanting for Punk, a lot of people chanting for Taker. Uh, but just even in the midst of the storyline, it's like, and you're watching this, you're like, man, I, you know, you want to see, like, Taker get his hands on Punk. Sure. And Punk played, like, the heel so well, like, kind of just escaping or getting in shots on Taker. Um, so those moments where Taker eventually got a hold of him, we're, you know, we're satisfying in that way. But yeah, I agree on the lead into to this too. I thought, you know, I mean, again, people are critical around like the use of like Paul Bearer and I mean, his, you know, his passing, um, you know, that earlier that year, I think, I think it was earlier that year in, in the midst of a storyline, you know, but I, I think it had gotten kind of like the blessing from you know family and everybody uh, you know around it, so you know I I thought that they, I mean they did a they did a good job in kind of uh, in building this.
1: Yeah, I feel like it, as far as like the the whole like punk disrespecting Taker in the build, and then even uh, further disrespecting him. Uh, with some of the things during the match like the uh doing the old school uh off the top rope at one point attempting a pinfall and doing the uh taker pinfall attempt where he crosses taker's arms and does the like the tongue out thing yeah it, it's all just like he's the, trolling the audience uh and the crowd is just really deep into it uh as far as that goes and it 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 shows with their reactions during this match uh i'd be remiss if i didn't mention by the way uh the end live entrance for uh punk by uh living color yeah which was really cool that was that was fun uh actually live it was good like they actually sounded great i remember that
0: you know, it's interesting. I thought that was probably one of the better, like, how the band sounded. Maybe it's a thing of the sound system. Maybe it's other things or whatever. I thought it was one of the better, like, live band performances at a mania that, that we've kind of watched.
1: I would say rivaling uh, the DX band. <laughs> to-
0: I, I had them in mind as I was saying that because of how like pretty awful.
1: There may be one from last year's WrestleMania that was just as bad, but we'll get oh, there shortly. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I I made note of that. Um, I, I think we. I I was gonna message you about it, but then I was like, oh, we'll talk about it because I was like, I was watching it. And I'm like, oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. But this yeah the the finish of this match is great. uh Heyman's reactions of course during the match are awesome. Mm-hmm. uh I, I went nine out of ten on this one. I, I got right in the same
0: area. I was eight and a, eight and a half again. I know I gave the last punk you know like eight and a half, but I could go probably a nine um as well. So I think right right in that uh same ballpark.
1: And uh, WrestleMania Thirty, we have CM Punk versus Nah. Just kidding. We're not doing a fourth Punk match. Actually, he wasn't. He was out I mean of so. WWE. He, he was out of WWE by the time WrestleMania Thirty yeah. came around. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Uh, we have uh, WrestleMania Thirty uh, from Nolens, Louisiana, the uh, the Silver Dome. Ah, <laughs>
0: yeah. the, the Mercedes. Dope.
1: And Superdome, yeah. Uh, I couldn't help myself. I did watch the opening segment. Uh, oh, between, I did too. Between Hogan, Stone Cold, and The Rock, and the infamous Silver Dome uh, Faux pop by uh, Hogan, uh, which it was fun. It was a fun little opener type thing. That is,
0: uh, I, I. It's still. I mean, they. You know, it can uh, be something that's like set yet. Yeah, it's, it's set up and it's, you know, scripted and all of that. But you know man i mean uh it was a cool moment to be there for it sure. um and uh, you know seeing those seeing those three and i mean the crowd was just electric for it so
1: it's electric oogie, oogie, oogie. yeah um yeah so i mean that had nothing to do with the match but i couldn't help but watch it uh so we get the build to uh daniel bryan versus triple h Mm-hmm. which uh the stipulation for this match is whoever wins the match will be placed into uh, the trip triple threat match with uh Randy orton Batista and the the winner uh, of this match. Uh, so uh the build for this match though was uh basically triple H and the authority uh feel that uh Brian, Uh, Daniel Bryan um, is not good enough. He's not uh, main event material. He's a B plus player. Yep. And uh, this is evidenced by Triple H screwing Daniel Bryan out of the world title. I believe at the previous SummerSlam. Yep. And
0: Uh, uh, Randy Orton, uh, um, I think, uh, you know, getting it at that point, I think Randy Orton had turned in, uh, the money in the bank.
1: Right. The exactly.
0: Case. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
1: So, um, this leads to, uh, the, uh, the formation uh, if you will, of the yes movement, which it's one of those moments in, uh, WWE where, um, the fans pretty much take over and dictate to WWE what they want to see. And it happens a few times in history. Uh, and there's one coming up in a few years or in a few WrestleManias that will I'll, I'll kind of refer to uh, this WrestleMania as kind of being kind of similar. And yeah. I think you know where I'm headed oh, with sure. that one. Um, but that being said... Uh, so the Yes Movement uh, is this thing with all the fans just getting behind Daniel Bryan and basically basically sticking it to the authority, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, a, it's a great moment. It's, a, it's great to see um, this guy, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson now, um, get what he deserves in wrestling because, I mean, we've been following him for so long and we're big fans of his, and to see him achieve uh, his goals, uh, it was great at this mania. Um, this match, though, is the opening, like I said, the opening match, and he has to win this to get into the main event. Yeah. Uh, that all being said, uh, there, there's some cool things, I think, uh, some uh, a little bit of an Easter egg. Uh, Triple H's entrance. For this match.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Charlotte, one of the uh, women. I thought it was Charlotte and Becky. And Becky? I think yeah. so.
1: Not Aunt Becky. And no, and Becky. Yes, Larry
0: Laughlin was one of the... Uh...
1: like <laughs> the entrance girls. <laughs> yes. Boom. Boom. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that that was kind of neat, uh, and just like a little nugget of uh, something that occurred at this mania. So, like in the match with um, with uh, Punk and uh, Orton, the uh, the injury uh, to Brian's arm plays a big role in this match. Yeah, uh, I feel like it. It there very much is an emphasis on that injury. And it, it's good though because it it plays into the whole, the the events of the the evening and everything. It, it, it's 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 appropriate in this case. Yeah,
0: it fits with like the overall, and I thought like this did a nice job at this match and this mania as a whole as telling like a there being a story arc, um, right within this event. Yes, leading into it, but like within that night there being that story arc and the arm or, or shoulder play really playing it well into that. And, uh, you know, and it's, it, it's good as far as, you know, the, the type of wrestler that triple H is, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, targeting very, you know, that old school kind of uh thing that triple H does and targeting and picking out and working on a body part. So I, I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought this was a really great mania opener. Um, you know, if I look back at, in terms of like, you know, mania opening matches, uh, this one stands up there. You know, Yeah, I, it was good. I, yeah. I, I
1: liked it. Um, I, I'll say this. I mean, it, it's something that maybe um, that I noticed was uh, Stephanie on the outside during this, um, during this match very noticeable but not in a bad way Mm -hmm. like she played a great part in this match and helped uh get the whole like authority versus daniel Bryan concept over with Mm -hmm. with her actions and how um how imposing she was in this in this match and just being on the outside of the ring and just you know like reacting to things and being loud and and, again, not in a bad way, but just, like, in a noticeable way. It was good. It worked well. Yeah. The crowd, I felt, like, was, like, great at the finish of this match because I, I don't think that they anticipated it, but, like, they they loved. Uh, and, I mean, the reaction to the finish was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought Brian did a really good job like as a like an underdog too in the you know in this. Uh I oh mean, yeah, definitely agree with all of that. Uh but being the small the smaller guy. Um mm-hmm. and I I think uh you know kind of in that uphill climb. So I mean he he you know kind of played his role really well in this as well. So um yeah, I I enjoyed watching this one. I, I like going back and watching this. Um, it's been it's been a minute since i've uh, taken a look at it
1: um i went oh by the way there was a nice uh like post match attack which built into the main event yeah. match as well um yeah i went I like
0: post match
1: i went seven and three quarters out of ten on this one
0: um i went eight and a quarter
1: okay we're still within only a half a point yeah um all right so next up we had um Wrestlemania 31 uh and we had Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins yeah Wrestlemania 31 we watched uh Randy orton versus Seth Rollins hmm and this was the point Rollins was with uh the authority
0: yep and he had j and j security out there
1: yep yep and there was a whole build of uh, Orton kind of going back and forth about whether he was uh, with them or against them. And then ultimately he ended up against them. And it, it, it was okay. It was an okay build, I felt. But, like, the match was great. I, I like this one. Uh, these guys work really well together. Um. I I'd love I mean you mentioned J and J security. I love the look of the double DDT out on the floor to those guys. Yeah. It looked great. It was such a it was so cool to see. Like and those guys getting like their uh you know, getting their what they deserve kind of, you know. It 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 worked. I thought that was great. Um you know,
0: from around that time I recall, I mean, like uh like um Mercury and uh, Jamie Noble uh, do a a lot of like bumps and like taking a lot of punishment, uh, you know, and just, I mean, really uh, doing a great job. I mean, obviously both are pros and everything. um, But just uh, at that point that they were like security for Rollins, um, uh, they, them both like, uh, you know, being on the receiving end. Yeah
1: i know that kind of sounds like i'm like oh those guys got what they deserved, and i don't really mean it like in the well no. you know what i mean or and give them the what for <laughs> yeah exactly that's such a good story but i don't think we could tell that one on the pod yeah uh th- these guys are just great this match was fluid uh, i liked it um
0: that's a good description for it. Fluid. I feel yeah. like that these guys are just so smooth. And again, like two guys that just work so well together. And, and I can't think of like other points that maybe they worked against each other. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could go through and find plenty of them, but like this just stands out as such a really just well put together match. Um, mm-hmm. They both, just how they played off one another um and then of course you referenced it earlier
1: oh um, the finish i the finish mean
0: was spectacular
1: yeah the 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 curb stop attempt that's converted into the RO, R, ROK. okay the curb stop attempt that was converted into the RKO was just oh man just mm-hmm. oh, beautiful it was Gorgeous,
0: <laughs> love. And there's so much like that could have just gone wrong around that, like maybe oh, not yeah, as good as it did. Mm-hmm. And it just it like they they pulled it off so well. Um, so th- it was a great capper to that match. And the thing is, again, you don't want you want to talk about like a story arc or blank. You know, the rest of the night. Is it's like I feel like, yeah, Orton beating Rollins at that point. Maybe it kind of like a, it, it sort of like removes, you know, maybe from the forefront of your mind, Seth Rollins, who then later that same night comes out and cashes in money in the bank during the main event,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, so.
0: I thought like the Orton winning was actually really well done for like that bigger story and not, you know, like if Rollins came out winning, it may be a little bit more obvious that he's going to uh, cash in, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I like this one. I thought it was, it was, uh, it was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh I went seven and a half out of ten with this one.
0: Uh I went a little higher. I went an eight.
1: Yeah, and half a point. I mean, we're we're pretty consistent.
0: A lot of a lot in that range from this run for me. That um, you know, so some good stuff.
1: Oh, that's some good shit. Um, WrestleMania 32. This was one I was really looking forward to watching. And it didn't, um, it didn't, it did not disappoint. It was, uh, Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles. I got to say the story and the build was almost a repeat of the punk and Jericho story in, in some respects, like the, the, um, the best in the world versus the best in the world type thing. Yeah. Kind of playing into that a little bit. I was like, man, this kind of sounds a little familiar. (laughs) Right, uh, right. It, not, it didn't diminish my like of this match at all. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought I thought these guys just worked really well. It was very smooth. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have any issues with this one. I thought it was good overall.
0: Um, it sort of felt like a little bit like um, I was – kind of seeing like what, you know, sort of what these guys do in a sense, like of like a, I don't know if I'd say like a greatest hits in, in a way. I can um, see that. Like it, it's not that anything was inherently bad, uh but it, it sort of was a match that kind of like, maybe never for me come fully hit that next gear. Um, and I felt like, okay, like that, you know, we, we've seen, you know, we've seen this and we've seen much better from both of them, I guess is where I'm going. Um, Mm -hmm. so it may have been for me a little bit of a, a thing of like, um, you know, the expectations for it might've like, uh, um, impacted what like my opinion was on this um mm-hmm. it's not to say that i thought it was bad or anything but i i felt like it could have maybe been a bit more
1: i understand that i, I could see that uh I went, eight out of 10. I
0: went on the finish i thought i was questioning the, fin- the end of this and who won oh yeah i well i wasn't yeah I remember not being crazy at that time that he won, that Jericho won, and I still wasn't from watching this.
1: Uh, I understand that. I, I could I could understand that. I that being said, I went eight out of ten. Uh,
0: I went uh seven and three-quarter.
1: We I mean, were not far off. Okay. WrestleMania 33. <laughs> uh so I wasn't sure what match we picked initially. And I was a little disappointed when I looked at like Wikipedia and I was looking at the rundown of the card and I was like, oh, did we pick the fatal four-way tag team ladder match? Cause I, right above that on the card was the fatal four-way elimination match for the raw women's championship. And I was like, on paper, that one sounds a little bit better. It was uh, Bailey, uh, Charlotte, Nia Jax, and Sasha Banks in a four-way elimination match. And I was like, on ah, paper, that one sounds a little better than... Uh, I remember
0: that one being pretty decent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we didn't watch that one. What we watched was the fatal four-way ladder match. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had uh, Gallows and Anderson, The Bar which was uh, Sheamus Seamus and Cesaro Enzo and Cass. Yes. We're in that era of WWE. Yeah. And we have the surprise return of the Hardys.
0: You know, what's interesting about, well, a couple of points are interesting around this Enzo and Cass. I cannot like impersonate Enzo's like uh, little entrance thing. Without sounding like I'm Australian, <laughs> <laughs> so like, and this all here, <laughs> like every time I say it, like I'm almost sort of purposely doing it, but I can't, like, I can't not do it that way, you know. I'm always like, and this all here. <laughs> Um, the other interesting tidbit that when I looked at the field of all these guys, the only person remaining now at WWE in this match, the entirety of these teams is Seamus.
1: God, I had that in my uh, notes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I had that in my notes, too. Uh, I mean, some of it's understandable.
0: Well, sure. I mean, Enzo, uh, yeah. And, Enzo and Cass, yeah. Well, yeah, and Cass was also not, a, I guess, a peach backstage. Um, uh,
1: I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I think Gallows and Anderson were good, but, like, just there wasn't very much there for them. And then the other unfortunate one, Cesaro, I feel like just he'd been there for a while, you know? and Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they wanted to resign him, so yeah. it's, not a, it's not a you're fired deal.
1: Yeah, I, I I do have a thought uh, that we'll get to about him coming up here shortly. Uh, and then um, the Hardys, I just, uh, I'm, as time goes on, I've kind of, I've lost my like interest in them, I should say.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you go on and you see these reunions and I mean, I thought like the return here was really good. It was a, it was a surprise. Although like you hear the crowd and like some people were anticipating it, but I thought it still, it didn't pull from like the moment. If you put yourself back at that place. I mean, I remember I was like, oh my God, like that, that's really cool. And knowing that I think they had like wrestled a ring of honor match. I want to say the night, like the night before.
1: Yeah. And then they were doing like some sort of weird like event, like in the in the parking lot of the or, uh, of the stadium, like doing like a tailgating event or something. Yeah, but as yeah. time
0: goes on, and I mean, people could say I mean what they want around how like Jeff left. I mean, I I I, I mean, it struck me as fairly unprofessional what he did. Um, sure, you know, regardless of how people think that he's being used, I mean. It, this side soapbox moment here, but I mean, he left like what I think it was a six-man tag. He left five other guys in there kind of like you know, left hanging mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in the middle of a match uh, because he, you know, he pitched a fit and didn't like how he was being used. Sorry, that is unprofessional and regardless around the results of like the talks or whatever, which I mean, I, I, I work where I work and there's ways around those. It, it was, it was, you know, they, they want to make uh light of like the erratic behavior thing. Sorry. It was erratic behavior. It's unprofessional. Um, but like the more hearty reunions that I see and kind of where they're at and what they, the couple things that they've done in AEW, the less I'm like, I'm like, yeah, all right. Like, okay. Um, I, have
1: a t- I have a tough time getting excited for any of it, I, really. Yeah,
0: it's just kind of like, okay, we've seen them. And I, I'm sorry, like, there's, there's not a whole lot of evolution to that. Um, whereas maybe some of their contemporaries, when we think about uh, like uh, Edge, for instance, evolving his character, or we think about, you know, even just thinking about like the Dudleys, if we think about like Bubba Ray kind of evolving into uh, Bully Ray, there was, you know, there was evolution of his character from that point. Um, You know, you could even say in and around like with Christian, like some evolution there. With the Hardys, yeah, I mean they did the whole broken thing, which I was not a fan of whatsoever. It, again, they're they're kind of okay. They're returning to, you know, what we saw from them, twenty what, 22, 23 or so years ago. All right, all right. I. I oh, okay. And at this point, mm-hmm. I mean they're a lot more limited with what they can Mm -hmm. do um i mean just out of like the crazy bumps and stuff that we've seen and one was in this match
1: yep uh yeah i mean this match was uh, i mean it was built around the big return i gotta say and it was all right um and like you mentioned the big ladder spot that jeff hardy did which yeah it's no wonder the guy is in a lot of pain you know yeah yeah. Um uh, that I mean, all I, I, I still would have preferred to have watched the ladies match, honestly. And it's not it's not go, Oh, I'd rather watch the no, it's all four of those ladies entertain me. I would have I would have liked to have watched that one, honestly. Yeah. Maybe next year we'll watch that one. That being said, I went five and a half out of ten on this. I probably went.
0: I mean the Hardy return was cool at that time, but and, and there were some good spots with, like, evolving the other guys. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm at a, uh, about six and a quarter on this.
1: All right. So we're near. We made up for it with the next match, though, I feel. Uh, the next match from WrestleMania 34, we had AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I
0: thought this one was, it was, you know, the the build was what it was is in terms of, like, a... You know, from Nakamura winning the the Rumble, Rumble. and it was kind of built up as like, oh, you know, they've they've they kind of you know did a good like retrospective on their careers, kind of uh definitely you you know, parallel uh, to each other and everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was good with it. Um I think there was a lot of hype for this. Um get hyped uh i thought it was pretty good overall i mean it was uh you know i mean it was an improvement on what we just uh went over um but it it was another one of those i mean almost similar to what i said about like the jericho and styles match It, it it sort of didn't completely take off for me um and i don't know if it was a victim of its own hype um I thought again it was good, but it, it sort of I I didn't find that it sort of like reached like that next level of where I was like oh my god this is you know this is really great.
1: Yeah. I mean you jumped a little bit ahead of something I wanted to touch on. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the card for this year's WrestleMania, I mentioned Rick Boogs. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So the shinsuke's entrance for this mania was awesome yeah yeah i mean he had he had nita strauss who's uh alice cooper's uh guitar player doing the guitar part and then Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of violin players playing live and drummers it was awesome man it was great so fun uh
0: yeah
1: yeah uh and Again, one of the better wonder. live
0: music uh, moments, I think. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, really cool. Nita Strauss just can wail. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, great guitar player. Uh, the thing that I wondered about is, is, based on this entrance, I wonder if that's why Boogs does Nakamura's entrance. Maybe. Yeah. It was just one of those thoughts. I was like, "Yeah, I wonder if this is like maybe why he's involved with Nakamura. They like that aspect of the the entrance being performed live all the time."
0: Yeah, I could, you know, in the side maybe, and we'll talk talk a little bit more about him at, at the Mania review. Kind of feel like entertained by that guy. I mean, he's he he's kind of wild, a little wacky, but I mean, he's you know he, he's He's kind of, uh, I, I think he's got some, you know, real potential for like what he can, what he can do and kind of as a powerhouse, but sure. um, yeah. I mean, the added thing of, uh, you know, playing the guitar and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think of this uh, match itself?
1: Uh, I, I mean, you kind of alluded to it. I think um, it did start out a little bit slow, mm. um, but I feel like it picked up. Uh yeah. there was there were some cool things about it. There was like a like a sequence where they're doing like some submission wrestling and it looked really great. I, I thought they looked it looked so cool, like what they were uh going for on that. And then there was a point, I wrote this down. There was a it looked absolutely brutal, but it looked awesome. Was it went from a triangle chokehold into like a uh like a brutal looking kind of like a Death Valley driver that I think uh Nakamura delivered on styles. Yeah. It was great. Look, it was awesome looking. It was it was really like a lot of fun. I like the
0: uh finish with like a reversal into the styles clash. I thought oh that the
1: reversal of the Kinshasa.
0: Yeah. Yeah I thought that was pretty excellent.
1: Uh yeah yeah it was I, I like that as well. Um, I thought these guys had a great moment at the end with, like, the um, kind of, like, the show of respect and everything. Huh. Well, we're getting there. Um, yeah. The show of respect initially, which, I, I mean, when they do something like this, um, where they kind of do, like, the hug and then they're kind of, like, showing each other respect, that's probably legitimately what, like, their legit motion. But then they know that they have to continue the storyline with what happened Right. after that which was the the low blow uh which i thought was good too but it was it was really cool to see both things like uh, Shinsuke turn heel like right at this point mm-hmm. and then uh but also that sign of respect between the two and like the uh ad- admiration that they really do have for each other yeah that all being said I went uh eight and a half out of ten on this match um I went a
0: seven and a half
1: on it. Oh, wow. We're a point away. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I graded a higher because I love that entrance so much. Yeah. I,
0: and like I said, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was good. It's maybe even one of those, again, like we've said with some others, where I could maybe watch it on a different day and have a little bit, you know, maybe a, a higher, you know, score on it. Sure. So, I, you know, I, I still think, I mean, seven and a half is good. It's just a, it, it, it kind of, like I said, I ne- it never kind of got like to that next sort of level with that with me.
1: I got you. Next up, WrestleMania 35. Mm-hmm. We have Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And this was for uh, what the WWE Championship. Mm hmm. And uh, I love this era of Daniel Bryan. It's the environmentally friendly Daniel Bryan. Yep. Where the title is made out of like reclaimed wood and uh, earth stones, and it it just—it looks so fucking awesome. Like it's just—and
0: like uh, what else did they say? Um, Hemp.
1: Oh, hemp. Yep.
0: Yep. (laughs) So. I yeah. love
1: it. It's uh, like such like a, um, I feel like it's like something like that. Like Vince McMahon came up with the idea and he's like, Oh, this would really annoy me. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, it worked though. I mean, people yeah. like, like this era. and I enjoyed this era of, uh, of Brian or of Daniel Bryan. And like, you know, I, one thing I had, uh, said that I forgot about like going into this or like, uh, was about Rowan being paired up with him at this point. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had forgotten about that, but I thought like the lead, the lead up to this and the feud was good. I thought this was, uh, oh, let me start again. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so I, I liked this match. It was exciting. Ah. <laughs> I, Might I have to leave that in.
0: yeah, my big yawn yeah. <laughs> uh I no, but i I like this. I thought this was uh, had some good lead up uh, to it and um you know just a Kofi story sort of getting to this point. and obviously the you know WWE does a great job you know with the hype packages and kind of reminding you how we got here. And, uh, I, they served as something of a refresher to me about how we got to this point. Sure. Um, and and I thought, I mean, they did a good job and it was one of those, I think you're, you were saying, uh, a a bit ago about people that kind of like the fans sort of maybe dictated a bit of like where things went. And I'm guessing you met with Kofi.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um... Yeah. This is very much like uh, you could draw a parallel, and I think the announcers even mentioned this, you could draw a parallel between this and Daniel Bryan's story uh, leading into WrestleMania 30.
0: Well, Uh, and something I made note of was Bryan in a promo referring to Kofi as a B-plus player. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this, I mean... I'm not complaining about WWE kind of drawing like some of the same stories, but this is very similar uh, uh, f- uh from uh the the playbook of uh Daniel Bryan's build to 30 and this being the build to 35 uh, for Kofi. Uh I mean, he he was even he even had the odds stacked against him by Mc- Vince McMahon whereas yeah. in 30 uh, Daniel Bryan had the odds stacked against him by Triple H and Stephanie.
0: yeah. So
1: there, there's some parallels there. Uh, not anything bad, though. It, it works. It works so well because the crowd really um, embraces these kind of storylines. Yeah. And, I mean, they embraced Kofi Mania. I mean, if you could tell by all the signs in the crowd, they embraced oh, it. yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: firmly, firmly behind him. I mean, it, and it, 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 and you could tell that throughout this match.
1: Oh, sure. Definitely. Yeah. The, the crowd was great uh, at this one. Uh, I felt like they were, they were really into it. Um, I, I did feel like the beginning part of this match felt like a very, like, classic Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson kind of match, like hitting a lot of his, uh, a lot of his classic kind of moves and stuff that he does in a match, uh it it, it really kind of played out that way. Not a complaint. Um it, it because it works. It works so well. And it it kind of um it kind of gave Kofi that uh face in peril kind of uh yeah uh vibe, you know, and it it, it, it was good. It was I uh, yeah. And I, it was yeah. It was everything that um, it was everything that this match needed to be, and it, it wasn't the main event, but the it, it did send the crowd home happy.
0: Yeah, and I I enjoyed the action between the two of them. I mean, I think there was some just really solid back and forth. Uh, Brian again is a heel in this. Like, I mean, he just and, and I mean he's been showing it. Yeah, you know, well. He, he had shown it or whatever, uh, you know, in AEW around with, like, his more heelish persona, and I, I I really enjoyed, like, his his work here, his, like, character work in the sense, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what he was doing here. I, you know, he, he does really well as either, like, I mean, they, they, and that shows a real strength to him. Is how well he can play, like being a face or a heel. Yeah, I thought this was really good all around. Um, very genuine moment too. Um, I mean, with Kofi getting the win, yeah, and just I mean the reaction from not only I mean the crowd, but you know a very real reaction from Biggie and and Xavier. You know, and I know that they had stuff you know kind of set up like oh everybody's watching backstage. But, you know, I'm willing to bet. I mean, there was some, you know, some very real excitement and everything for Kofi, who's been, you know, in WWE at this point and continues to be, but had been at this point for quite some time.
1: Yeah. It's always funny, those those backstage, like when they show people watching a TV screen in the back Mm -hmm. and how, like, A, either they're really like watching it like a weird angle. Or yeah. how close they are to the television. In this case, <laughs> yeah. our truth was like inches away from the center of that screen. It was hilarious.
0: Yeah. Like was probably- they showed
1: him, he's like, he's like the screen is like here.
0: Right. <laughs> he's maybe got some like vision problems coming out of that. Oh
1: like, oh my God, like, dude they got to back the people off of the television or something, you know? Yeah. But why don't yeah, show yeah. it like, I, I'm surprised they don't show it like um, in some capacity show them like sitting like in like a lounge area and, you know, make it really obvious, you know, who they are and that they're all sitting in a lounge area watching the, the match as opposed to doing those weird angled
0: It, it and where I was saying that it kind of like you know, the the moment of what like I mean, it being really good about like Biggie and uh, you know, and uh, Xavier coming in, like the stuff with like the backstage there, it just feels very like staged. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whereas if you have the guys kind of maybe the you know, guys and women, maybe back, you know, backstage. Have them in a little, like you're, I think you're saying a little bit more of maybe a natural setting, you know, not, not all kind of around this monitor, like in a, in a weird awkward where they're positioned awkwardly. And some of them, I, I don't think given where they were standing could even really see the monitor. So make it make it a, le- a little less obvious. Yeah, because our truth
1: was probably blocking their view. Blocking
0: the whole damn thing. But <laughs> Oh, it did like, strike me. By the way,
1: this is WrestleMania 26 through 37 that we watched matches from. They yeah. were still using those old monitors in the tables like the announcer sat at well into this run of manias.
0: Oh, like the big clunky, like yes,
1: because yeah. I saw them during one of the table spots, and I went, "Oh, there they are!" Yeah, kicking it old school.
0: Uh but yeah, I I thought all in all, I mean, this was a, this was a really good match and a great mm-hmm. moment. What, this was what, built,
1: I mean, like a WrestleMania moment, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh eight out of ten. I went.
0: I went eight and a quarter.
1: So, so we're being uh, closer. Uh, the next one, we watched uh, two matches from WrestleMania 36. We watched one match from night one and one match from night two. And uh, the first match we watched, and I'm going to bring this up because of uh, because of uh, his involvement in this year's WrestleMania, uh, we, had, um, we had Kevin Owens facing off against Seth Rollins in mm-hmm. what ultimately became a no-DQ no match. But what I wanted to bring up because of this match in '36 was, I, I went on WWE Shop uh, last night because I was kind of curious, is to see if they had any of the KO Mania shirts. Oh, they don't sell them. I think oh. they're missing an opportunity. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of surprised or, that they don't. Or at least I would figure that they would have one for sale for this year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. They don't have years past. Maybe they sell out of them and don't get them back in. Because I mean, the shirts only have like a, a, a certain amount of shelf life. You know that they they're um, contextually relevant. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, though people, I mean, wear.
0: Shirts for like a, I mean, I guess they're larger events than about a singular guy. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, before. after a
1: while, like if you're selling, I mean, if you're, if you're a website and you're selling, you know, WrestleMania gear, you know, like your WWE shop and you're just selling, you know, stuff for WrestleMania 38, how long are you going to sell that stuff? You know, until you just like let it sell down and right. you don't restock it and put it back out on the website.
0: I mean, do you think they sold those to begin
1: with? I don't know. I don't know. But it it kind of like he was wearing one for like this, like maybe the build of this match or during the match. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they sell those. Yeah. But all that being said, um, I mean, I I felt like the big story about this match was that uh, Owens was going for his WrestleMania moment. Yeah. And uh, man, it was good. I think he's gonna maybe achieve his WrestleMania moment this year, because yeah. that this was good and he did achieve a moment in this match. But I think he's going to achieve achieve his moment, like in the the, the confrontation that he has uh, coming up this Saturday. Uh, well, but I, I and the the, you, the the struggle is is with without the crowd.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was really uh,
1: odd and kind of eerie in a way to to like go back and watch these matches. It's
0: yeah, I mean it's interesting to go back and watch this because I mean, and even then, like in some of the hype before this mania, and um, you know, because yeah, I mean you could see like lead in on some of it. I I had like kind of like caught glimpses of like before some of the other matches. And, of course, they had, like, well, this prior SmackDown or this prior Raw and these empty arena-like uh, events. And I get it. It was very, very early. It was, what, March-ish into April of right. 2020. So it was extremely early on in this pandemic. And it it is just so, like, I use the word with you off, Pod was jarring. Yeah. Yeah. To go from watching, you know, like the Kofi mania match, you know, with a very hyped crowd to none of that.
1: get it, hyped? Is,
0: it is very like weird to watch this. And just in that sense of like that mania moment of, you know, I, I know, I mean, he's been, he had been interviewed about wanting to like jump off the ship or whatever, Thing. at the and, football and, stadium yeah. yeah um for some crazy spot and it, i mean he did in a sense like okay off the sign and it was still a crazy spot but it, it it just feels like um yeah without the crowd or anything like that it you know it 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 does kind of take from that you know and i think for some of the, a lot of the matches on this, it was just, it was tough to, to have that. I mean, I think the performers, the wrestlers throughout this card, both nights did as good of a job as anybody could have given the circumstances. Oh, um, certainly. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I noted, and it applies to both of these matches that we picked from this mania, uh, both nights is kind of like how the wrestlers, like, like, were seem to be making more noise um, selling moves to, I think kind of fill in some of the lack of noise. So there's not the crowd noise. So like I noticed like between the wrestlers, the referee and the announcers, I think are all like in a weird sense, trying to fill in some of like the gap of no of noise that exists from having like a, a, a crowd um, yeah. at an event uh, like this. It,
1: it's funny you say that because like Liz was out uh, in the living room while I was watching um, these two matches. And in particular, the second one, I mean, if we want to kind of combine this into one topic, we can, I, I have no issue with that. Uh, um, and I, while watching uh Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, I I asked Liz, I was like, are they just, like, incredibly loud or is it me? Like, I feel like they're just so loud. Yeah. I was like, even louder than the one I watched from uh, the previous uh, night's event. And Liz thought, her theory was, is they sound louder, Charlotte and Rhea do. And it's maybe because they're actually, like, higher pitched like their voices are higher pitched than Owens and Rollins. I was like, Oh, you got, you might have a point there. Cause I thought it was almost excessive. I thought they were making more of an
0: effort to do it. And to, I mean, the way that I read it, I could see that like higher pitch, but if you look at like the ending to the Rollins and Owens match, when Owens does that dive and goes to the table, And there's Mm -hmm. a point where, I mean, Rollins is really selling like the shallow breathing and like, he's like, and like that is like very apparent. It, it, it says to me like, like, yeah, he would normally be selling that, but probably not with as loud as we would, we would not pick up all of that. Like, breathing we might get a little bit of it but again I think I really do think they were trying to like fill in the the, the void of of noise sure um
1: I can't imagine we, what it sounded like on your television with the weird sound setup oh. <laughs> if it's anything like revolution was oh my god but I,
0: I agree I do think I mean if we're looking at Charlotte and Ripley um that I, I mean, I was watching, it and some of them, like man, they are, it, This is a hard-hitting match,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, between them, like regardless of like the noise and like man, they're loud or whatever, or maybe that's a little bit weird. Like, I I, I thought. I mean, I came across. Uh, it came across to me, and I remember really enjoying that match. Um, uh, Charlotte and Ripley. Uh, it, it came across this uh, this this time of watching it. that I'm like. Man, this is a this is a hard hitting wrestling match. Like, and I I remembered why I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, um there was just some good good stuff in the in that match. Yeah. And I, and the wins and Rollins, I thought was good. I had actually forgotten that it kind of started as a regular match and then ter- transitioned into a uh, like a anything goes.
1: Uh, the same. I, I was the same. I was like, oh, and then that, when he did the ring bell thing, I was like. Oh, I remember this now. Yeah. As soon as that happened, I was like, oh shit, yeah, now I remember this.
0: Well, cuz um, I remembered like the spot, like I remembered the the dive off the sign, mm-hmm. but I didn't, you know, like kind of how we got there. I I didn't recall.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that one I went um I went 6 out of 10 on the Owens and Rollins match
0: i was quite a bit higher i went like a, a seven and a half
1: okay yeah i thought it was all right i i mean there's parts of it were good some of it i was kind of uh, about uh the flair and ripley match um i went seven out of ten. Oh wow um, um i think i think the reason why i didn't like how loud it was um but i, I don't know it, it just it, it kind of got to me after a while. I did enjoy some of the action. Uh, the one thing I did really enjoy that I have uh, we hadn't touched on was uh Charlotte um repeatedly going for the figure four throughout yeah. the match and then finally locking it in. I thought that was great, like it was great to like that she she knew she knew uh you know where where her bread was buttered or whatever you want to say, you know, like yeah, and, and it was great. It was it was a good story. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was a strong seven, Sean. It wasn't like a bad seven.
0: Yeah, I mean I went eight and a quarter. Okay. I mean
1: we're like still was, within range there. I mean it's not too bad or too yeah. much of a difference. No,
0: I just I really enjoyed it. I wasn't like so much bothered by the loudness because I I I recognized kind of given what was the situation, and to me it just kind of like it it contributed to like how hard I thought they were fighting. So like it, it I, I took it that way. And uh, I, I just enjoyed it. I thought, I think Charlotte is great. And, um, I, I, I think this was, you know, again, people didn't like the outcome of it. I think that, you know, I mean, memory serves me. There were some other issues with that. Why Ripley didn't win, um, in terms of like her being able to travel kind of got to go back time and place april of 2020 yeah you know um and i think what she's australian ripley is something
1: like that but then that ended up changing i think you know yeah
0: so i mean there was some there was some issues there but i i i thought that uh this was a really really great match and i thought that like this of the two nights of just in terms of a one-on-one like singles match, this was probably my match of the two nights from that mania.
1: Yeah, I could see that. All right. Finally, WrestleMania 37. Yep. Whew. Man, <laughs> we're there, Sean. We're, we're in a home stretch. Uh, night one match. We we again they did two nights, so we we did a match from each night. The night one match we had was Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I love the build for this match. I I hadn't even realized it. The whole mudslinging campaign that Rollins yeah. Did. Oh my god, that was awesome.
0: I forgot about that. That
1: was like a great, like little like political ad kind of thing. It was good, like it, it, creative and funny, uh, but like also in some respects true in, in a lot of ways. It it worked well though, and it built it built nicely into a story of Cesaro finally getting a singles match at Mania. And oh. Uh, I I like the match. I mean, it was quick. It was a shorter match, but it did what it needed to be. Do- what needed to be done. Uh, there was some cool things, like some cool like little uh, nuggets, uh, like when he did the UFO. Oh yeah, which back like back watching some of his indie stuff. That was like in his repertoire from back then.
0: Yeah, uh, and I don't think he had pulled that out in WWE. He though. had it.
1: He had. I remember reading something that, that he said that he had had that move in his back pocket and he was just waiting for an opportunity to use it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that definitely popped the crowd. I mean, it was, uh, it was yeah cool to see that.
1: Uh, yeah. And I mean that he got this win in this match was awesome. It was great to see. It kind of gave him a nice little uh, uh, push. Afterwards, because I know he had, I know he had a title shot. I think or a title shot or two against Reigns afterwards. Yeah. Um, I gotta say though, I mean, if anything, given that his contract ran out earlier this year and everything, this may have been like one of the best like swan songs that somebody could have, like headed out of a company like this. Yeah. I mean, he really did. He 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 basically went over at WrestleMania like like one of his last big things was this mania match and he went over in it yeah you can't complain about that too much and
0: i always and, thought i mean he had i know we haven't talked an awful lot about him and his leaving i thought he had a pretty good solid career there i mean i thought i think that yeah. he there were some things that maybe like along the way that were they were trying out some different stuff that just didn't work. I remember at a point, I mean, he was yodeling and like, I don't know, you know, and they were doing some stuff that really did not work. But yeah. I think like where he wound up and hitting a stride of where he was like, I think in the, uh, you know, in the little pairing with Jack Swagger and with um, Dutch I forget what Dutch Mantel's name was in uh WWE, like this like last go-around.
1: Oh shit. I had just seen it too.
0: Zeb Coulter.
1: Zeb Coulter,
0: Coulter. yeah. Um
1: I, I kept wanting to say Zebekiah something. Like, well he that, was
0: like Uncle Zebekiah with Jacob and Eli Blue.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Um,
0: <laughs> so I like, but between that and the bar and you know, and and this type of stuff and him having some singles and like really a strong tag performer, you know, I mean, the, the guy was pretty well featured. So, I I mean, I, I can't necessarily like sit there and say like, well, he wasn't where he, you know, he should have better. He wasn't used to, you always hear like, well, he wasn't used to his fullest potential. And, he could go elsewhere and be used to his fullest potential and he's another one that i'm like that it, it's not belittling him but i'm like where do you see him at i mean in in the grand scheme of it you know i i i i view him as a you know kind of in that solid place of like upper or mid card and it's yeah. not a bad place to be. It's it's not. Hell, we talked about a guy uh, last, uh, you know, last, one of the last episodes, Scott Hall, who had a phenomenal career. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't necessarily in that main event picture, but he's remembered. So it's Let's not. Let's be honest. We've place.
1: always been huge fans of yeah. Cesaro, Claudio Castanelli. Yeah. Ever since the first time I, I watched him, I was like, oh, this guy is impressive. The, I, now that's fantastic. impressive.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's great. He's a great athlete, and he's fantastic. Yeah. And the stuff he pulls off and the, just the strength, this guy, even though, you know, I mean, they're the work moves, but to be able to pick up a guy and do the the UFO thing or, like, spin and, like, how, how many – the swing, like, how many people – You know that is he picked up and that he's done the swing to guys like I think like Kali or like even the Big Show to even get any sort of rotation on those guys, right? Is impressive. So the Mm -hmm. guy is, I mean, he he was fantastic. I'm just kind of that bigger picture sort of thing, right?
1: Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, you're not you're you're not wrong. I mean, it it, uh, that. It, it's definitely not like a situation where he's, he's probably thinking, oh, the grass is greener. He's yeah. probably just like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of burned out from this. Could yeah. be. Yeah. He
0: wants I'm going to go home to... for a
1: little while. I mean, sure. you look at case in point, you look at a guy like Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Who really since the end of last year has been sitting on the sidelines. I think yeah. I, I heard that he may have signed a contract with AEW, but he hasn't been doing anything because he's like, you know what? I'm taking a break. Yeah, It's like, I got a baby on the way, you know, I'm taking a little bit of a break and we're going to enjoy this pregnancy and then the newborn. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I- it's, it's great. It's great that he has that flexibility to do that. And I feel like, you know, maybe – Cesaro has that same flexibility and he's probably earned and saved enough money sure. that he he can.
0: Yeah, he's got um, the freedom to do what he'd like. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, no, so it's not I'm not belittling him for no. anything or anything like that. It's, you know, I'm just saying I think he's had a solid career there, but I could get it where maybe he wants Maybe he wants a lighter schedule at the stage of things. Maybe he sure. wants, you know, something different that he just wants to go elsewhere because he has been he had been with the WWE for what I think about ten years. Mm-hmm. So that's a long, long time for him to have been with them. So yeah, and and this I thought I agree with you. I thought this was a really. Solid match overall. This was a great, you know, really great moment for him. Um, I thought these two worked very well together. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I enjoy I enjoyed going back and watching this one.
1: Yep, yep. It was a good another good WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Uh I went seven and a half out of ten on this.
0: Yeah, I was at a at an eight.
1: Okay. Yeah. So lots Our, lots of eights. Yeah. And then you're just dishing out the eights like you're Oprah Winfrey. I know. You get an eight. You get an eight. You get an All eight. All over the place. Well, uh, I'd be shocked if you gave this last and final match an eight. I would be. Because, <laughs> ooh. Uh, the night two match from WrestleMania 37, we watched Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. Yeah. And the, the build was is Rhea ready for Asuka? That was the big question in the in the video mm-hmm. package. And I don't know if she was. So before we even get to the match, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room.
0: Oh, uh, the music performance. Oh
1: my god. Uh, I've I've seen if it, I can bring this up. This was horrible.
0: It, was uh, it like to you, like the singer was like, like it was like spoken word?
1: Like, uh, some parts, some parts, yes. She like, wasn't she's supposed good. to
0: Scream, this is my brutality, but she's like, I, 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 I can't even begin to describe it. Like, it was just awful. I, I mean, oh, I will say this
1: the, the like the instruments sounded good. Yeah, I don't know who did the, I don't, it doesn't matter. It was, it wasn't good. The music
0: theme, like vocals were, were pretty awful.
1: Yeah. Initially I think her vocals were not coming through the PA, but even that notwithstanding, it was pretty horrid. It was bad. Like, and it went on forever. Yeah. It was long. And I was just like, holy Christ, just end it. End the suffering. I don't I man, it's bothering me. I want to know uh
0: who performs this.
1: Ash Costello. Ashley Costello. Oh, and it's apparently it was uh, CFO, I think, who is like the um like is now doing a lot of the uh the theme songs for WWE. Okay, yeah. <sighs> I just, I couldn't get into this uh, entrance. It it just didn't work for me. Uh, yeah. And it was very, very long. Uh, so, I mean, she faced off against Asuka in this match. And I got to say, I miss Asuka. I I mean, she hasn't been around since last year's Money in the Bank. And I miss her and I miss Bailey. Those two, I, I miss them. I miss seeing them on my television, wrestling great matches. And, uh, this match, um, this was so, so I really was not a fan of this match. Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was one spot that I was like, oof, there was a DDT that, uh, Oscar did on Rhea to the floor and it looked brutal. Um, this match didn't draw the crowd in at all. They were no. not into this match at all. And guess what? Neither was I, uh, <laughs> I just I couldn't get into it. I'm just watching it, just going, man, this should be better than what it what it is. This should be so much better. Rhea's a great, great competitor. Yeah. Oscar's phenomenal. And this match just died in the ring. It was just ugh. Do you think it's
0: just a matter of like their chemistry with each other? Do you think it just like uh it, it, that I mean sometimes you have two great work or, you know, two great wrestlers, right? And that sometimes yeah. they just don't gel do you think it's that
1: i I don't know sean i i don't know i mean i i think you might i think you might see like nine times out of ten these these ladies would have a great match Mm -hmm. and we would really enjoy it this might be that one time out of ten that they had a stinker yeah i honestly i just i couldn't get into this one and the finish did come out of nowhere. It was it was really fast and quick, and that that was like it did pop the crowd a little bit, but I don't think it was enough to save it. I really yeah. don't. It's unfortunate that we're ending like this mania rewatch on like kind of a little bit of a sour note as far yeah. as as far as matches go. Um, I went probably one of my lowest scores. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe some of the early ones were lower. I went a five out of 10.
0: Yeah, I was r- right kind of in that range too. Um, let's see, what did I get here?
1: Yeah. Oh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, I went three out of 10. Oh, the, the battle rail from uh, WrestleMania 2, I went two and a half. So, I went this a was... six.
0: Um, yeah. I like, I, yeah i mean it, it some of it was just like i wasn't totally feeling it um so maybe i was a little bit kinder to it because i mean there were some good points to it yeah i mean i could probably see you know go in a range of like a you know five five and a half or so i I uh, i i didn't know if it would just be me uh because <laughs> as i was watching i was like I don't know if it's just me, if I've just watched so many of these and I'm kind of done, like feeling done with this project. And, and if it's just like, all right, this is the last one. Uh and I was like, I wonder what Mike is gonna think of this. And then um, yeah, so I mean we're kind of in that same, same vein of where we're and like,
1: I don't feel like I was really like uh checked out either by this point. I I just feel like this. I only watched two matches tonight to finish up this project, and this was yeah. one of them. And I just went, "Ah, oh. yeah." <laughs> I
0: mean, that the, the, truth be told, yeah. I mean, we did just, uh, you know, even maybe in the same time frame watched uh, Cesaro and uh, Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. So I mean, and we were both high on that one yeah, it it just didn't, like, click at all. Like, the other ones that I said, like, yeah, like, Styles and Jericho didn't really take off or Styles and Nakamura didn't completely, I was able to, you know, note some really cool things about the matches, the story, the, you know, or promos or the whatever about them. I was able to note some really good stuff. Mm Um this one i mean it just kind of just did not it just didn't gel for me i, I don't know what it is it just it, it really was not too good I, um, I can't
1: imagine that it gelled for anybody it just seemed like the crowd was just like ugh you know i think they were done with it like and i mean it wasn't it wasn't a long match it only went 13 and a half minutes but yeah it felt every bit of that 13 and a half minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just where, and again, I mean, it wasn't a thing like this was night two. So, right. you know, and both nights were, were reasonable in their length. So it's like, what about three hours? Yeah. Um, so it's not like this was like had the unfortunate task of like, you know, uh, a few manias before this of like being the, you know, next to last match of a five or six hour card. Right. This was, I think the next to last match or, or I, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, on, it was, yeah. It was yeah, the... on, on a three hour card. Yeah. So it, it wasn't necessarily, you know, from fatigue in that sense, but yeah, I think the same thing, I, the, like the crowd just maybe not feeling it. And again, uh, I like Asuka, I like Ria. and maybe it's just a the thing these two did not click.
1: Yeah, not in this match. I, I think they might have, uh, you know, maybe a match in the future and it'll work. Sure, sure. Yeah. That man, I hope they, I hope Asuka comes back here sometime soon. I'd love to see. I her. was
0: wondering about her. I, yeah. I, I kind of thought that it would be cool if she had like some sort of appearance or something at this one. Uh, you know, this coming weekend uh, at Mania, um, yeah, or I mean, maybe both, a return on Raw. Um, yeah. That would be cool. I mean, same thing with Bailey. Both um, of them have know, just been sitting and,
1: on the sidelines.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see uh, them, um, you know, both uh, have a have a cool return. But yeah, I mean this <laughs> this project took a, a a while.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean we started um,
1: it right after the rumble, didn't we?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I'm just kind of going back through my results, and I mean lots of lots of eights. I mean, uh, you know. But some really great matches in that range. I mean, Hart and Piper wasn't what I gave an eight to. I mean, uh, the triple ladder match from uh, WrestleMania 2000, Angle-Benoit, Taker and Flair, Um, Eddie and Angle, like kind of right in that eight range, Money in the Bank from 21, Edge and Foley. Um, and then the top tier ones, I mean, were, I mean, we talked about twenty four and twenty five. I mean, Taker and HBK, and then HBK and, and Flair. I mean, I, I, I still like kind of think about those, and I'm like, man, I could easily just go to ten for both of those. They're about as perfect of a uh, live wrestling as I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah um, I can understand that, but. Yeah, I mean, lot, lots of really great matches we picked out. I I was uh, just kind of, you know, picking some of them knowingly. I think knowingly picking matches that mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know these are really good. And then some of them were a little bit more of a blind draw uh, where yeah. I didn't quite remember,
1: remember how they were. So the challenge I think next year will maybe we do this again and we pick out. More undercard matches to watch
0: that we haven't already watched, yes.
1: so. undercard yeah.
0: Undercard matches,
1: yeah, like non main event, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, so I think this concludes our WrestleMania rewatch for this year. Hope you all enjoyed it. I know it's a lengthy listen, but we, if you stuck around for it all, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoy doing it. Um, obviously we're going to come back next week and talk all things wrestlemania and wrestlemania weekend i know there's a fuck ton of wrestling content out there this week uh so we'll try and catch some of that too and talk about that who knows it might be a double episode i don't know we'll we'll figure that out we'll mm-hmm. cross that bridge i mean we're not we're not shy about talking for several hours about wrestling so if if you enjoy what we do, check us out, check out our Facebook page, all that good stuff and uh leave us some comments. I know our I know our likes on our Facebook page are going up to all these random weird bot people, I think, but yeah. I don't give a shit. Hey, if they're listening, uh chime in, let us know, man. Yeah. Uh I know our buddy Joe Rizzo likes all of our posts when yeah. we, when I make them. Uh so yeah, Joe, if you're listening, chime in, man. We'd love to have you on too, by the way. Just saying, uh, but yeah, uh, Sean, awesome time again as usual yep. on this podcast. And uh,
0: we kept this yeah, it's under three hours, right?
1: Yeah, our Road to WrestleMania. Uh, you could check out like the previous episode, which was also part of our Road to WrestleMania, where we watched the Condemned with our uh, buddy Dylan, and we mm-hmm. reviewed the Condemned. I highly recommend checking that episode out, and uh, yeah, let's get out of here for tonight, John.
0: All right. The preceding podcast has been paid for by a bastard.
1: Oh. <laughs> what would happen if Jericho teamed up with Pac?
0: Oh,
1: a bastard Pac. <laughs> I even,
0: like. It's not even like how he pronounced it. I know it's not how he pronounced it, but I know he pronounced it. Just it, it was so weird.
1: <laughs> there you go. There's your mashup tag team. Maybe Pac will join the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society.
0: Maybe. <laughs> All Maybe. right. Well, he wouldn't be a bastard.
1: No. Huh? Well, you never know. Maybe he might. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see y'all next time. Have a good night.